0: isn't it? It is. Good to hear real testimonies. And it's good to see people grow, you know. What God's doing in people's lives and through people's lives is encouraging as you see people grow. You see people work through stuff, you see people trust God for stuff, you see people grow. It's really encouraging. Just, uh, just a couple of quick things um, this morning. You know, in this time of, you know, we're, we're talking about deliverance, we're talking about Christians and demonic influence, we're talking about being set free or being truly free. You know, um, actually, hands up who got a touch from the Lord last weekend, either morning or night. Look around, hey? Many, many people got a touch from God in different ways. And there actually are some testimonies to share about what God did in their life last weekend. Amen. Um, you know, the important thing is that we continue to be a people that worship and we continue to be a people that that pray. The the question is always, God, what are you doing in my life? I you know, I can I can relate to Matt's testimony that literally someone Ran into his car and it caused a course correction in his life. So often, when something happens in life, we look at the pain or we look at the circumstance and we go, What? But, it, but actually, God can use it for a course correction. Anyone, anyone else ever experienced that? When something's happened, but God has actually used that. That's why what the enemy you know, would try to do, God uses it for good. That's why we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. So worship and prayer, time in the Word, paramount. You know, it's so important for us going forward as a people of God with the way that the world is going, that we worship, we pray, and we and we spend time in the Word. Amen? So, so important. I want to also say, you know, that if you feel that stuff's happening in your life, if, there's, if you feel a, a need for ongoing ministry, then don't step away from that. If you feel that there's there's patterns, these strongholds, you feel that something's happening, you need breakthrough. Don't retreat from that. It's the loving Father saying, I want you to deal with that. Just as, you know, Mary walked through that. You know, um, we've got a lot of people here that will pray with you and see breakthrough. It's awesome when we have people come in from outside. It's a fresh voice. It's a fresh ministry. We've got Mark Crawford coming in two weeks time. You know, he's a he's a leader of You know, while he was a leader of an Australasian ministry for a period of time, he goes throughout the nations. You know, it's it's great to have people come from outside to give a perspective because they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's happening. They bring the word of the Lord and, you know, and we receive that. But we have people here who will stand with you and pray with you to see the same breakthrough that God did through Jen or God will do through Mark don't negate the fact that we have people here that god can use to help you bring the breakthrough as well amen the other thing is you know continue to go deeper deeper relationships hospitality is something that we keep talking about you know a bit of a you know something to think about when was the last time you had someone over for dinner at your place Yesterday, okay, last night, well, that's good. But isn't that a valid question? We're looking for deeper connection. We're looking for deeper relationships. You know, when was the last time you invited someone to your place? Often we can wait for someone to invite us, but maybe you should be the one that invites someone else. Amen? Um, we do have a need in, in quite a few areas for people to step in and serve and minister. I'm not actually going to name them. I'm actually going to ask you to be praying about where you should be ministering and where you should be serving. We do, but I do have need for some help on a Friday afternoon to set up the hall. Rod has been faithfully with me every week for the last however long, as well as some other people. Josh has come and helped and other people roll in and roll out as well. But Rod and Sue are about to leave to America Last Friday, it took us 45 minutes to get rid of the school stuff before we could actually set up our stuff. You know, every Friday afternoon at 3.30, I'm here. You know, you might walk in on a Sunday and you go, oh, this is really good, but, you know, every Friday afternoon, I'm here for up to an hour and a half setting up the hall. I really appreciate some help with that. So the last thing we have to do before the kids go out today is we need to pray for Rod and Sue. Because this is their last Sunday with us after being with us for three years. This is their last Sunday with us. It's not goodbye. It's uh, we'll see you soon. We're sending them to America. We agree with them that God has got something for them in America and so we send them. We believe in the principle of being sent, not just went. Plenty of people go and do their own thing, but it's not the way that God's designed it. We need to be sent. So we're going to send them today. So we're going to anoint them with oil for a new season for them, new chapter. We're going to lay hands on them and pray for them. Is there anything you want to say before we do that? That's dangerous. (laughs) It's dangerous. Could be a while.
1: No, just kidding. You know, you become part of a family. And so I guess that's the saddest thing for us. Um, For a short time, we're saying goodbye to the family and uh, that's a little heartbreaking because we've come to love you and appreciate every one of you and watch what God's been doing in the midst of us is so, so awesome. He started such a good thing here and uh, he's not finished and he's going to do some amazing things up ahead. You, It's going to blow your mind. Of what he's got in store for for you here in Bundaberg but we want to take what we got here with us to the United States because they need what we have here and so uh, you've been all such a blessing and we love you and appreciate every one of you yes,
0: just like to thank everyone for loving us and accepting us and we've just felt so loved over the years if anyone wants to come and join me gather around them as we pray for them please come please come i know there's there's many people here that have been uh, impacted through this couple, not just here, but in Bundaberg over many, many years as they it here in Bundaberg and ministered in different fellowships. And they said they're going to take up the purple bucket for us in America so we can come and visit. <laughs> I hope it's a big bucket. <laughs> Garbage bin. Purple garbage bin. Wow, that's pretty big. No. I'll buy you one before you go. You've probably got no room in your luggage, though. You've got no room. Father, we want to thank you for this couple. God, as we receive them, not just into the fellowship, but into our hearts, God, we send them. Because it's, it's your kingdom. As much as we'd love them to be here and stay here amongst us, God, we know that. It's your heart for them because it's your kingdom. And they're a kingdom people and we're a kingdom people. And even in the sadness of sending them and releasing them, God, we know that as you have us, you have them. And we know that you are their provider, that you will provide every need a roof over their heads, food on the table, friends and family who will gather around them, people that they will encounter and come across in their lives, God. Lord, you will provide everything that they need, health, blessing, provision in every way. God, we want to thank you for them. We want to thank you for their father and mother hearts just to love people and encourage them in you. God, we pray, God, that that would prosper and increase. Lord, as they go amongst the people in Tennessee and wherever else, God, they go, Lord, that you would use them in ways that they haven't been used before. Then, Lord, would there be new gifts and new new signs and new wonders, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for them and we bless them, God. And Lord, as you're taking us all into a new season, I'm feeling, behold, the old is gone. And the new has come in the name of Jesus. That you are bringing alignment, God. Lord, we send them to America. We anoint them with fresh, fresh oil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I anoint you with fresh oil that the anointing will break the yoke. Ho oh, in Jesus' name, give right a fresh fire, a fresh intimacy with you, that he would live and breathe and have his being in you and pursue a fresh anointing of your spirit, God. Ho. Oh, the moving of your spirit through her life as well. We bless them. We bless them. In Jesus' name. Can we declare a new day. Oh. A new day? look around you.
1: Sure. <laughs> Anyone got tissue?
0: <laughs> ah, good. <Yeah>. It's <laughs> there's plenty of tissues. We might need them later, so you can you can keep them. Anyway, kids are about to go out. (sighs) I want to declare over you, men of God, that grown men do cry. (laughs) Grown men, you do cry. You cry. You do. People say grown men don't cry. Well, that's just a lie of the enemy. ha. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> so the kids are going out into their groups today, and we're, um, you know, uh, we were blessed to have Jen here last week, the Saturday particularly, and the Sunday night and and, and Sunday morning. Indeed, her and Lockie, you know, were a blessing to so many people so many people. Uh, But we haven't quite finished the series yet. Jen kind of said, oh, Tim's asked me to wrap it up. No, we've actually got two more weeks to go. Today and next Sunday, then we're going to wrap it up. So we're still in the series about being truly free. But today at the end, we're going to do something different before we worship the Lord in song. We're going to go through a corporate prayer together. That's where we're going to go today. We're going to go through a corporate prayer of repentance and renouncing and breaking. So I'm not going to give them to you now because you're going to start reading them and you're not going to listen. So towards the end, I'm going to make sure that you get them. But what I want to say to you is this, because years and years ago, I was there. And I feel I need to say this to you before we get into the Word of God today. Pride will try and stop you from speaking these sentences out. A spirit of pride will stop you from speaking these sentences out. If you feel resistance to any one of these sentences, you need to speak it anyway. Not every, now, not all of these sentences are going to mean something to you. For some it'll be one and for others it'll be another. But do not let pride stop you from standing with your brothers and sisters and speaking at all. Is that okay? Because hands up here who doesn't want to be free. I thought I'd shift it up. <laughs> hands up who doesn't want to be free. See, there you go. There you go. Everyone wants to be free. Everybody wants to be free. free. Truly free. So please don't let pride stop you from standing and praying this together. Is there an amen to that? I give it to you guys and when I get a chance, we'll go. There's only about 100 there, so if there's a husband and wife sitting next to each other or someone else you can just share, that'd be like really good. I wasn't sure how many to print out, but anyway, we'll get into the Word. Steve, don't read it now. Father, we want to thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We want to thank you that the Word of God, your Word, is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing joint and marrow, soul and spirit. God, we want to thank you. And we want to thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the Spirit of truth. And we want to thank you. We stand and decree today that you are working amongst your people that we would be truly free. Truly free. We agree with your word and we receive from you. We receive from you what you have for us because you are a good father. That's who you are. We don't just want to know about you, we want to know you. Because you said in your word and you've decreed under your new covenant that you've given us a new heart. You've removed our heart of stone and you've you've given us a heart of flesh to know you. And you put your spirit in us, moving us to follow you in all our ways. So we thank you, God, today. And the people said, Amen. It's important in this journey that we're honest before God. Honesty before God is important. You know, I said weeks ago, that it's so often to look at, the, look at the speck in your brother or your sister's eye, but not look at the plank in your own. In everything, in every situation, our first thing should be, God, what are you trying to do in me? It shouldn't be about someone else. It should always be about you and God. Because when, when you respond about, in that way, when you respond, when it's you and God in that way, You start to get his heart. You start to understand him. And then you can love the person the way that they need to be loved. You can communicate with the person the way they need to be communicated when we come and we yield to God first. Amen. It's important that we're honest before God because God already knows. He searches the deep parts. He knows there's nowhere that we can flee from Him. There's nowhere that we can run from Him. You know, the amazing thing about God is that He knows us better than we know ourselves and yet He loves us so much. Just ponder that for a minute. He knows us better than we know ourselves and He loves us so much. He meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us there. The grace of God reaches us where we're at, but he said, my son and my daughter, I have so much more for you. Come follow me. We need to deal with issues because as we deal with issues, we give the enemy no room. No room. No room. As we grow from glory to glory to glory, as we grow up into Christ, as we grow up, we give the enemy no room, no room, no room. When we walk in childish ways, we give the the enemy plenty of room. <laughs> it's like open door. But as we grow up in sonship, we give the enemy no room. Amen. We're seeing people delivered. We're seeing people healed. We're seeing people set free. I want to say that it's important that we keep being filled. Amen? Keep being filled. That's what the Word of God says. Keep being filled with the Spirit. Keep being filled. Keep being filled. Create new patterns. Create new patterns. Take every thought captive. Build godly strongholds. Where you can meditate on the truth of the word, the truth of scripture, and you create new patterns and, you know, godly thoughts in your life. Think about, you know, take every thought captive, dwell on noble things, upright things, lovely things. The essence of this whole series is the gospel. Matt talked about it before that we can make things so complicated, but the essence of this series is actually the gospel. Jesus didn't come and die for us so that we can just walk through muddy puddles the rest of our life. He didn't even just come that we could just wade through the shallows. He came so that we would have abundant life. He came so that he would destroy the works of the devil. Did you hear that? He came to destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of the devil. We've lost the fullness and the truth of the gospel in the church. And in different generations it happens. We see, you know, it happened through the, to the Israelites, didn't it? They kind of came to the Lord and then they wandered away. And we see various things throughout church history where there's a wandering away. The seeker-sensitive movement that came in the 90s was a, was, a, was, a, was a movement from hell. I'm sorry if you received that the wrong way. Because it was the removal of the presence of God from the church. It was we don't want to do anything that makes people feel uncomfortable. That's what it was. Well, you tell me that's not from the pit of hell. We need the presence of God. We need the manifest presence of the glory of God in greater ways. Because that's when people get set free. That's when people get healed and delivered. That's when, that's when, not when we all feel comfortable and we just love slipping on our coffee in a recliner chair. That's what it's like spiritually. Let's not offend anybody. Let's not preach anything. Let's not do anything that makes anyone feel uncomfortable. So we lost the gospel. The church became contemporary, following the patterns of this world, rather than walking in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, we are here to reclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. For I am not ashamed of the gospel For it is the power unto salvation for them that believe. Amen. And you are here today. Stand if you believe that. Stand if you say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Declare it over your life. Come on. Use your voices. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation for them that believe. Come on. Shout it out. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Come on. Come on. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. We will not be ashamed. Amen. 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 The gospel, the message of the gospel, repent. Repent. I'm living life for myself. I'm full of self. I'm full of sin. I'm just doing whatever pleases me and it's not real good but I'm pretending it is with a realisation that, hang on a minute, this needs to change. Repent and be baptised, every single one of you. Be baptised. I died with Christ and I rise with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin. Repent and be baptized, you will receive the gift of the Spirit. Baptized with the Spirit and fire, so that we no longer live in the ways of the flesh. We're no longer just trying our our very best to live for Jesus, but we learn to live by the Holy Spirit. We live and breathe and have our being in Him. I'm not just try-hard Christianity. Where I know what I should be doing, but I'm not doing. That's what Paul was saying. You know, the things that I don't want to do, I do, and the things I do want to do, I don't. We live by the spirit. The battle is that we, we spirit, soul, body. The Word of God says we're spirit, soul, body. Yeah. The enemy gets into our soul realm. We leave open doors of unforgiveness and. And, you know, intentional sin, unintentional sin. And we leave open doors. And the enemy plays. And he plays in our mind. He plays in our hearts. And God is saying, I've given you all authority. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. To take every thought captive. To forgive those that you need to forgive. To love those that you need to love. To bless those that you need to bless. To align yourselves with my word, to live by my spirit. You know, it's so it's so oft it's so easy. It's so easy to quote scripture, isn't it? It's so easy to quote scripture. Yeah, yeah, I've got that verse. I know that verse. But the word is living. We shouldn't just be quoting scripture, we should be living it. 2 Corinthians 5, we, look, we, look, we may go past 12 today, and I, re, and I, I kind of apologise, but I kind of don't. Things are happening, stuff's going on. If you need to leave early, that's, that, that's fine. If anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. We can quote that scripture really well. Most Christians can quote that scripture. I'm a new creation. The old has gone, but the new has come. But is that really true? Yes, it is. But am I living out of my soul? Or am I living out of the spirit? Am I allowing the enemy access into these areas? I love the verses just before it the love of christ compels us since we have reached this conclusion if one died for all this is jesus then all died and he died jesus died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him there's deliverance right there i know I, I no longer live for myself but i live for him who died for me. Christ died for you to deliver you from slavery to sin so that you no longer live for yourself but you live for the one who gave his life for you. I have been crucified with Christ Galatians 2.20 I no longer live but Christ lives in me and the life I live I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me And gave himself for me. That's the gospel. We can quote those scriptures, or we can live them, or live out the reality of that. Look at the truth of the finished work. We could be here for a while, but I'm going to shorten it a bit. Ephesians. Just look at some of the verses in Ephesians. Blessed, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. In Christ. In Christ, he predestined us, verse 5, to be adopted as sons. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Verse 11, in him we have received an inheritance. Verse 13, in him you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. In him, in him, in him, in him, in him. For me, the book of Ephesians is the book of in him. In Christ, what Christ has done for us and who we are in Him. God, let the reality of what we read be manifested in our lives so that I demonstrate the good news of Jesus Christ. In in Acts chapter seven, it says, The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Remember, for those that were here a number, a number of weeks ago, well, actually months ago, we talked about that. That the word Christian, the Greek for it, is like Christ or little Christ. Something happened in their walk where they were not just followers, but they also became Christians. That is that you looked at someone and you saw Christ in them. We shouldn't be calling ourselves Christians. We should be, other people should be saying wow, that person is a Christian because I see Christ in them. That is the best testimony. Not when we go, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. But when someone says, you know what? I see Jesus in them. Through the love, through the prayer, through the miracle, through the generosity, through the forgiveness... I see Christ in them. What a glorious testimony. We read in 1 John 2, the one who says that he abides in him, that is Christ, should walk as Jesus walked. You know the enemy in our thinking wants to shift us from that place. He wants to shift us from that place of abiding in our thinking. He causes all kinds of things through doubt and fear and other things to try and come into our thinking, to shift us from the place of abiding, to shift us from the place of rest, the feeling like that we have to do something, we have to earn something, we have to attain something when he's already done it. The enemy will come in as he did to Adam, Eve, and he'll say, did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say? He'll try and cause doubt. Did God really say? Well, we just need to say, yes, God did really say. You know, one of the most new um, commands in Scripture that is repeated most often is the one, do not fear. 365 times someone said once for every day do not fear unless there's a leap year so you have to repeat one somewhere "Do do not fear 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 why because the enemy wants to come and put fear in you He wants to put fear in you. He tries to put doubt in you so that unbelief comes in and you don't believe what Christ has said, what Christ has done. But if if that doesn't work, he'll come and try and put fear in you because fear will immobilise you. It'll stop you in your tracks. Anxiety comes in. You won't walk. You won't go. You won't do anything. You'll get frozen. His tricks are not new. We just have to go to the Word of God and we see them. Do not fear. And then he tries and sows all kinds of other stuff in a fence. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put a fence there. Maybe we should spell offence with a fence. Because, you know, that's what it does. When you get offended, it's not about the other person. It's actually about you. And you put a fence there. And until that offense is dealt with, you ain't going anywhere. You may think you're going somewhere, but we actually don't go anywhere. It causes us to go around. Oh, I'm back at the fence again. It's true. Unforgiveness, bitterness. I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. That You know that um, the verse in Hebrews that says, do not let any root of bitterness spring up in you. Less many. What does it say? Um, Come on, Steve. No, before that. Oh, that it defiles many. Don't let any root of bitterness spring up in you that it defiles many. That's what bitterness does. Because what it does when I'm bitter, it means I've got to tell everybody. And so the roots go out. And it defiles many. It doesn't just defile the person. It actually starts to defile many. That's why he says, do not let any root of bitterness spring up in you. Don't let it. Take authority over it. The best way is to pray. You can't stay mad at the person if you're praying for them. You'll see God turn your heart. You will. The best thing you can do is pray for that person. And you'll see God move your heart. Anger, slander, gossip, pride, lust, greed. Operated out of the soul where the enemy tries to come in. When the Lord says, no, just live by my spirit and you will not gratify the deeds of the flesh. Live by the spirit. You will not gratify the deeds of the flesh. Live Live by the spirit. Live by the spirit. Live by the spirit. Live by the spirit. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. It says in 2 Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything you need to forgive. Everything you need to love. Everything you need to overcome. Everything, 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 everything. The enemy tries to get us into a place where we think what Christ did is not enough. But praise God it is. Praise God it is. You can clap Jesus. You can clap him. That's why we can sing. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. <laughs> wow. We were talking during the week in Acts uh, 17, verse 28. It talks about the disciples and, you know, Paul and the other, like, they were going in and they were turning cities upside down. And they said, the disciples who've turned the world upside down have come here also. They wanted to persecute them. They didn't like the fact that the disciples were coming in and turning things upside down. Changing cities, seeing transformation. Do we believe that God could do that through us today? Do we want to be known for a people that turn the world upside down? We need to just to start to align ourselves with Christ. For he said, as I already mentioned, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You'll trample on scorpions, you you know, snakes and you drink poison and it won't harm you. Freely you receive, freely give. And these signs will accompany the gospel. You will cast out demons. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. You will cleanse those that have leprosy. This is not just something that happened 2,000 years ago. This is the reality today. And God is removing the clutter out of our lives so that we can truly be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every word, every thought, every action, Jesus said, I did nothing except what I saw my Father doing. Wow. That's a pretty good thing. I, I think I've lost my notes here. I'm going somewhere else. That's all right. It's all good. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 11, we are getting there, I promise. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a son of God, I put aside childish things. This is part of it. Repentance is, you know what, I'm putting aside childish things. I'm not going to walk the way the world walks. I'm not going to talk the way the world talks. I'm going to put aside childish ways and I'm going to walk as a son of God. Scripture says creation is crying out for the sons of God to be revealed. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. There it is again, by the Spirit. Maturity, walking out the fullness of what Christ has done, living out the reality of heaven on earth. Do we see ourselves as that way? Because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, amen? Do we see ourselves that we are heavenizing earth? Do we see ourselves as aliens and strangers that, that have another home that we are just passing through? And as we're passing through as worshippers of the one who gave his life for us, we are to spread the aroma of Christ among those who are perishing? Do we see ourselves as heavenizing earth? Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to worship him. And as we worship the one who is worthy of it all, we start to heavenize earth as we worship him. You know that verse of scripture that says, delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. People have used that for all kinds of wrong teaching. Oh, I'm just going to get what I want because I'm going to see. I'm delighting myself in you, God. It, It doesn't work that way. Because what happens is when you truly start to delight yourself in the Lord, the things that are on his heart start to be your heart. And the things that he has for you, the plans and purposes that he has for you, start to be in your heart because you have learned to delight yourself in the Lord. So good. You see, in Christ, we are loved. The only way that we can love is in Christ. In Christ we are forgiven. The only way that we can truly forgive those that wrong us is in Christ. We could go through a big list. We are one in Christ. The only way that we can be one truly with one another, is in Christ. We can't do it. We're accepted. We're accepted in Christ. The only way that we can actually receive other people is in Christ. It's time to repent. And to leave behind the soulish things and walk in the Spirit. That's the crux. It's time to repent and to lay aside the soulish things and walk in the Spirit. As sons and daughters of the living God. It's time to give the enemy no access. It's time to give the enemy no access. Do not go to bed angry and do not give the devil a foothold. What that means is deal with it. Before you go to bed that night, before you go to sleep, deal with it. Don't go to bed angry because if you go to bed angry, you can give the devil a foothold. You fix it with your wife or your husband. You fix it with your friend. You fix it. As far as is possible, the word of God says, live at peace with everybody. Even if the other person doesn't accept it, you do your bit so at least you can walk away with clean hands and a pure heart. Give the enemy no. You cannot make a choice for someone else, but you can make a choice for you. And I implore you today, I implore you today to forgive those that you need to forgive, to deal with what you need to deal with. Do not go to bed angry and don't give the the enemy a foothold anymore. Put off childish ways and walk by the Spirit as sons and daughters of the King. Our God is a good God. You can probably start handing those sheets out, and musicians, you can probably start coming this way. Our God is a good Father. Mary just shared her testimony about not realizing or not having a revelation about being a good father. But he is a good father. And his love for us is so great. You might have to give one to the musicians as they come up that way as well. I've got one. Thank you. I've got one. Our God is so good that he gave his son for us. Our Father loves us so much that he gave his Son for us. That we might no longer live for ourselves but for him. That is freedom. Freedom is found in Christ. He who the Son sets free is? Oh, come on. I think we can shout it out a bit more. He who the Son sets free is? Amen. Free indeed. He gave all for us. He is holy, he is trustworthy, he is kind, he is good, he is merciful, he is loving. He's like the prodigal son or he's like what yeah, we receive the prodigal son, sorry, tongue twister to us. that we can be far away from God. We turn and he runs and he embraces us. It doesn't matter where you are right now. He's such a good father. He's a loving father. He's a kind father. His plans for you are for good. Think about David. Think about everything that David did in his life. And yet the line of Jesus comes through David. Does that mess with your head a little bit? Rahab the prostitute. Like just look at the genealogy of Jesus. He's such a good God, a loving God, a kind God. I, I, I can't stress that enough. I used to see God as a hard God because that was my experience. The discipline was hard. The words were hard. And God had to break that off me that I recognized that he is so good and so kind. And he sees the very things that we struggle with. And he says, My son and my daughter, I love you. Let go. Give it to me. Place yourself in my hands and see what I would do with you. I came home Friday and Rose, I can talk about Rose because she's out there somewhere, she'd done a fresh painting. Oh, she, she did a little painting. Oh, she's here. Oh, okay. Um, and on the painting it said... <laughs> Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water. And as a father, you see, when you see your kids stand for Jesus, there is nothing better. There is nothing better as a parent. There is nothing better as a parent when you see your son or your daughter make a declaration of Jesus. It's not about I mean, I've seen so many people involved in ministry, but their families fall apart. I've seen so many people doing their thing for God and their families fall apart. I never wanted that for my family. I said, God, I need to love my family. I, need to, I want to be the father. And at times I've failed at being a father. But God is faithful. And you see your kids make a decoration of Jesus and there's nothing better. And he is our father. He is our father. And nothing delights him more then we stand and make a declaration of Jesus. Nothing. Nothing delights him more. And this is what we're doing today. You may see it as a bunch of words on a paper right now. I implore you, do not let pride stop you from making these declarations today. But if you do, go back to God because he's right there. Don't let the enemy rob, steal, or kill from you any longer. Know that he is looking at you right now. Wanting us to live out the reality of being truly free in Christ. Can we stand, if you're able to, can we stand today? Did anyone miss out on a bit of paper? Did anyone miss out on a bit of paper? We all go, we've got, there's one down there, May. May missed out, it's down there somewhere, where Loretta is next to May. Yeah. We're going to boldly speak these today. We've already sang today, the breath that's in your lungs, we pour out your praise, but we're going to boldly, in faith, align ourselves with God. Is there an amen? Yeah. I'll lead us, but you you use your voices, hey. We're all going to say this together, every single one of us. Father, I come to you today asking for forgiveness for any sinful doorways that I have opened. I need your full and total healing in my life. I ask that you close all doors known or unknown by the blood of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all witchcraft, sorcery, divination and occultic involvement in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all ungodly soul ties And any immoral relationships in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all lust, uncleanliness and impurity in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all hatred, anger, resentment, revenge, unforgiveness, retaliation and bitterness in the name of Jesus. I choose to forgive any person who has ever hurt me, rejected me, disappointed me, abandoned me, mistreated me in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all pride, gossip, arrogance, vanity, disobedience and rebellion in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all envy, jealousy that should be and covetousness in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all fear, unbelief and doubt in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all selfishness, self-will, self-pity, self-rejection, self-hatred and self-promotion in the name of Jesus. I repent of And renounce all ungodly self-patterns and false belief systems in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all demonic mind control, known or unknown, whether through religious spirits or critical spirits, in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all ungodly covenants, oaths, vows or curses, made by myself or my ancestors that would affect me in the name of Jesus. I repent of and renounce all spirits of Jezebel, Ahab and Leviathan and any associated spirits in the name of Jesus. I break all ungodly covenants, oaths, vows and pledges that I have made with my own lips in the name of Jesus." I break all ungodly oaths by my ancestors to idols, demons, false religions, secret societies and ungodly organisations, yes, Freemasonry, in the name of Jesus. I break all blood covenants made by my ancestors through sacrifices that would affect me, my life, in the name of Jesus. I break any covenant, Maybe false gods or demons through occult involvement, Freemasonry and witchcraft, known or unknown, in the name of Jesus. I break all agreements with hell, death and darkness in the name of Jesus. I break all generational curses and iniquities of my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses going back to every generation off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses from witchcraft, sorcery, and divination off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of pride and rebellion off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all addiction off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of death and destruction off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all sickness and infirmities off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of divorce, separation, and rejection off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of lust and perversion off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of confusion and mental illness off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all idolatry known or unknown off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all curses involving accidents, injuries, premature death off my life in the name of Jesus. I break all self-inflicted curses caused by negative words and negative self-talk off my life in the name of Jesus. I am redeemed from all curses through the blood of Jesus. I choose blessing instead of cursing, and I choose life instead of death. I command all demons that claim any legal right over my life through covenants to come out now in the name of Jesus I command all demons that are hiding and operating within me, whether through a curse of my own sin or come out now in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I receive your grace and your love afresh. I ask that you fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit into every part of my being. Fill me, Lord, Baptise me afresh with your spirit and fire. I declare today, the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all sin. I am a beloved daughter or son of the King. I declare today, Jesus, you are my Saviour, my Lord and my King. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> the sun sets free he's worthy of it all for you the oldest the front's open for prayer for ministry there are people that will pray with you during the week there are people that will stand with you this morning